This is Hacker Public Radio, episode 3650, for Friday the 29th of July 2022. Today's show is entitled, Major Destinations. It is part of the series Travel. It is hosted by Aoka, and is about 15 minutes long. It carries a clean flag. The summary is, building a plan around major destinations, and using memberships to get discounted stays. Hello, this is Ahuka, welcoming you to Hacker Public Radio and another exciting episode in our travel series. And uh, we're continuing right now with going through the whole planning process uh, because some of the things that, that we did, you know, it might be suggestions that you would find useful. Um, and so what I want to talk about today is major destinations. Um, you know, when you're planning a long trip, and we we're planning like three months, three and a half months, you know, kind of a thing. Um, you know, you you have to have some major destinations that kind of anchor the trip. Um, and it doesn't mean those are the only things you're going to do, but they're sort of the 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 goalposts you want to set in and say these are the three or four things I want to make sure I do. Um, now, we were planning a trip around going to NASA visitor centers. Now, that becomes the major destinations that we're looking at. Visiting all of them uh, on this trip uh, just was not going to be feasible for us. Some are more important and worthy of a visit. Uh, we first dropped the California locations because we thought that was further than we wanted to travel. Now, a good rule is not to drive more than 300 miles in a day when towing a large RV. It is more strenuous driving that and towing it than just driving a car, and you should not drive very fast. Uh, we plan to drive at around 60 miles per hour, Uh, for increased safety. So 300 miles would mean five hours of driving. Then you have rest stops, and when you get to where you'll spend the night, you need to set up the RV, which takes time. And when you get ready to leave, you have to take down everything, which also takes time. So this becomes a parameter in your planning. Um, You may find that some of your major destinations are more than one day's drive, which means you have to plan stopping points along the way as well. But it all begins with setting your major destinations. Um, So what I did next was to investigate each of the visitor centers to make sure I knew the hours of operation, entry fees, attractions there, and anything else useful for planning. If a particular site does not look interesting, it can be skipped. Now, to facilitate doing this and to share all of this with my wife, I set up a Google Sheet on a shared Google Drive to record the information, um, and you can see uh, on my website a picture of it, uh, and there'll be a link in the show notes for that. Uh, so it's a spreadsheet of all the NASA locations and the data that I gathered about them, including things like nearby RV parks, nearby attractions, what have you. Now, the three on our definite list were the Kennedy Space Center in Florida, the U.S. Space and Rocket Center in Huntsville, Alabama, and the Johnson Space Center in Houston, Texas. 
Our idea was to spend at least a week in each location, maybe more if there were other things to do in that location. Then we could fill in with other locations when practical. To reduce the total amount of driving, it would make sense, to we figured, to start in Houston and then work our way east from there to get to the Kennedy Space Center in Florida. So let's see how that would work. I opened my map of NASA sites in the My Maps section in Google Maps. And again, to get there, first you open Google Maps, then go to Your Places, then to Maps, and then open the map and select to uh, open it in My Maps. Then I click on the pin in the map for the Johnson Space Center and then click for directions. Now that's an icon with two arrows, one to the left, the other to the right. I enter my home address in Michigan and Google gives me a driving route. Now this will be a fastest route because that's how Google does these things. It's a starting point. Now, we have to take into account there are severe limitations to Google Maps. Um, and one of the big ones for us, which is it does not take into account height restrictions, which is important for towing a large R RV. Uh, ours is just uh, a few inches over 13 feet, or approximately 4 meters in height, and we don't want to give it a bad haircut. Uh, there are resources for checking that, which need to be used before you nail down anything. In looking at the route, I noticed it goes right by Memphis, Tennessee. Hmm, that's a place we might want to visit for a couple of days, so that's worth noting as a stopping point. To add it to the trip, just click Add Destination in the layer box on the left. Now, next, I wanted to see the step-by-step -step directions to get more data, and this is where I encountered what to me, it looks like a bug, but with Google, you never know. I had to close Google Maps, then reopen everything in My Maps to get the option to view step-by-step -step directions. This is in the three-dot menu in the layer box. Opening this told me that the route Google picked would cover around 1,300 miles and take over 19 hours. Now, as I said, this is not what I want to do in a day. My objective is to go about 300 miles in a day, roughly, so to me this looks like a trip that should take about four days. If we decide to stop in Memphis for a couple of days, that makes it a six-day trip. Now, looking at the map and just eyeballing it, Terre Haute, Indiana looks to be about a 300-mile trip. Uh, I did a quick check on that by opening up another instance of Google Maps on the side, and that's, that's a useful thing to, to do for a lot of these. Um, and it turns out it was 342 miles. It's a little more than the 300. But I have a candidate for the first stop. Then Terre Haute to Memphis turns out to be 390 miles. And that's a bit much. But then I noticed Nashville. And from Terre Haute to Nashville is only 261 miles. Okay, that's starting to look good. So spend a couple of days in Nashville first, then going to Memphis from Nashville is 212 miles. We could spend a couple of days there. From there, Texarkana is 278 miles, and from Texarkana to Houston is 290 miles. So now I have a tentative route that takes about nine days. Only one day is over 300 miles of driving, and that's the first day. Not too bad. 
And with a couple of stops in Nashville and and, uh, Memphis, the travel is broken up with some sightseeing. Now, the next step is to plan where we will stay each night. We have a couple of memberships that can help with this and give us discounted stays. One is uh, something called Escapees, and another is Passport America. So I look into what options they have. Um, Escapees has an online mapping tool that clearly uses Google Maps, and you can either search near a specific location or put in a route and see what options you get. I first entered Terre Haute and selected within 50 miles. Uh, I got several options, but the one closest to our route looked to be Fallen Rock RV Park and Campground in Brazil, Indiana. When I plugged that into my site map, it ends up being only 328 miles from our start and still pretty close to our route. That makes it a great option. The other way to use the escapees mapping tools to put in a route you want to travel and then let them suggest possible camps along the way. Now, I did not see anything around either Nashville or Memphis, however, and checking them as specific destinations instead of as part of a route confirmed that there was nothing there. Now, you know, escapees does have some parks, but they're not the biggest nationwide chain, so that's not a, a complete surprise. Um, so, I moved on to Passport America. Okay, now, just a side note on uh, side maps. My main planning maps are in the My Maps section of Google Maps, but sometimes you just need to check something quickly. The best way to do that is open a fresh instance of Google Maps and check a route, see how long it is, etc. Now, back to Passport America. They have a lot more options. The directory here is a printed book arranged by state and province. Um, States for the U.S., provinces for Canada. That's what it covers. Going to the Tennessee section, I see that Spring Creek uh, Campground is not too far from Nashville, and Big Buck Resort is not too far from Memphis. Now, the point of looking through these places is that I can get discounts. There are limitations, however. Sometimes discounts are not available when demand is very high, and often weekends are not discounted because they will fill the slots with customers paying the full amount. Now, there are other options, like uh, parks, state parks, national parks, even local parks. Um, And there are Army Corps of Engineers sites. These can be even cheaper, um, sometimes even free. Uh, But the difference generally is that you don't get the full hookups of electricity, water, and sewer. Um, And we've got enough to deal with on this trip that we're thinking, uh, okay, I I don't want to get into all of that right now. Uh, There are also areas on federal lands where anyone can camp, subject to a few restrictions for free. These include Bureau of Land Management lands, some national forests, etc. They may restrict you to certain areas, and the general rule is that you cannot stay in any one area for more than 14 days. Now, these never have any amenities other than nature. So if you want to be out in the wilderness, that's great. Um, You have to carry your own water. You have to make your own electricity. You know, 
That's just that's the nature of the beast. Uh, now, one problem with that is that the vast majority of these lands, BLM and national lands, is that they're in the western part of the United States. Uh, now, since we're headed west, that's not necessarily a problem. But you know, if you were wanting to do sightseeing in the eastern U.S., you'd discover there's very little there uh, in in the way of free national land. So, the planning process proceeds by slotting in stops along the way as we have outlined. Work out how far you want to drive, find some likely overnight stops, etc. The next step is to check the tentative route Google gives you for any possible problems. There are several ways to do this. First, there are apps you can use. There is a, a site called RV Life. It's a membership site. You have to pay to be a member. It includes something called the RV Trip Wizard, which is a very, very nice planning tool. You can put in your RV's height and weight so it can help you to plan a safe route. Now, an annual subscription to RV Life runs $49. I got it at a discount because one of the YouTube channels I follow got a discount for us. Uh, then there are printed resources like Trucker's Map Books that can do something similar. We ordered one of those through Amazon. Um, and we use that to just double check. First, we used uh, the RV Trip Wizard. And then just to assure ourselves, we used the, uh, the Trucker's Book to check the route and just make sure that it, there were no low bridges or obstacles like that. And, uh, and everything checked out. Now, however you do it, don't leave this step out. <laughs> you could do something like totally destroy your RV if you run into a low bridge. And even if you see it and stop in time, trying to back out could take a long time and make for a very bad day. Now, the last step is to call the parks and make reservations. Some people just like to hit the road and take their chances, but that does not always work out well. There are certain parking lots you can stay in overnight, but this has problems, and they are starting to disappear. For a long time, Walmart uh, was a place where you could park overnight. But what has happened is a number of the Walmart stores are getting rid of it, and many municipal Jurisdictions have ordinances that prohibit overnight parking, even if Walmart was willing to let you do it. It's a, it's a disappearing resource. Um, now, yeah, if you understand how to do what is called dry camping or boondocking, there's there's lots of ways to do it. Um, but you know, on this trip, we decided we've got enough dealing with learning all of the ins and outs of RVing. Um, and the other thing is I need to wear a CPAP machine when I sleep, and that might mean more electricity than I can get from a battery. Um, and with the discounts, you know, we really had no problem paying for our nights in the RV campground, and so that's how we did it. Uh, and so this is a hookah for Hacker Public Radio, uh, signing off, and as always, encouraging you to support free software. Bye-bye. 
have been listening to Hacker Public Radio at hackerpublicradio.org. Today's show was contributed by a HBR listener like yourself. If you ever thought of recording a podcast, then click on our contribute link to find out how easy it really is. Hosting for HBR has been kindly provided by anhonesthost.com, the Internet Archive, and rsync.net. Unless otherwise stated, today's show is released under a Creative Commons Attribution 4.0 International License.